Good morning and good afternoon, depending on wherever you at the time of recording. This is episode 98 of the Restricted Zone podcast, and I'm with a great crew today. Kyrie, introduce yourself to the people out there, man. Fellas, what's going on, man? Let's get to it. Let's have a good pod. Let's have a great pod. Live, introduce yourself to the Restricted Zone fans, man. What's up, y'all? It's been a long time. How y'all doing today? Yes, sir. Long time, but we here. Time is now, and college basketball is here now. And man, so much to talk about. A lot to talk about. I mean, we could talk about the upsets. We could talk about some of the biggest surprises and disappointments, and some of the guys that we thought definitely stepped up and are taking advantage of what's going on in March Madness right now. But I want to swing to Kyrie first, and I want to start off with you with this topic. So far, it's Sweet 16 this weekend, uh, but. Obviously, what's the biggest surprise and disappointment so far in the round of 32 and the round of 64? Just uh, just give me a dis- just give me a biggest surprise and disappointment. Um, I'm gonna give one. I'm gonna give one of each. One of my biggest disappointments, honestly, is Duke uh, being knocked out in the round of 32 by a Tennessee team that didn't even have their starting point guard, Sakai Ziegler. And Sakai Ziegler, although he's only like five eight five nine, I'll give him. He's a big part of what they do, and a big part of their offense. And to not have him. For them to come in and beat Duke, it was really an, it was really a shocker to me. And something else that really kind of stood out to me in that game was just uh, how underwhelming the like the Duke freshmen were. Like the Reek Whitehead didn't really uh, didn't really play that well, didn't shoot that well. Um, Kyle Filipowski, he was getting roughed up that game. He caught a bolt. Sure was. He got a bolt to the eye. He got pushed on the screen. Because he was getting ACC, beat up that game. SEC is more physical than ACC. It, it definitely is. It definitely is, and they got a lot more grinders in that conference. And sure he, he, ran, he ran into it right there. He played he played solid for like what they were, but he still was all for five from three, even though he had his thirteen points and eight boards. Derek Lively, fellas, this was something that really stuck out to me. He yeah, he had eleven boards, but he had no points and not even a shot attempt. And this is a guy we was talking about coming into the season. A lot of people seen as a lottery pick, top five. Mm, sure it is. No, no shot attempts in, in a game that was really crucial to them and was, I feel like, was was kind of telling of how this Duke team was, so, like, so far this season. I, they they just seemed a little underwhelming to me. And lastly, Tyrese Proctor, he was he was one of the main driving forces in this game. He was making timely shots and stuff, keeping them in it. But there are also a lot of instances where his shots weren't just needed and he got, a, he got like, real tunnel vision. I don't know if he felt like he needed to kind of Make step up for up. Jeremy Roach. Yeah, step up because Jeremy Roach, you see, remember he exploded the first game against uh, Oral Roberts. But this game, he wasn't he, he wasn't really there. And I felt like Tyrese Proctor was kind of trying to overcompensate too much and be there. And uh, he didn't have the best shooting game as well. But he, he, he played solid. But overall, this team as a unit didn't really play well. And um, that's why he got knocked out by Tennessee. And my surprise, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Creighton. And Creighton, ah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't underestimate, underestimate him by any means. I knew this season oh, from the beginning. Picking up, <laughs> picking up, picking hey. up that that transfer Baylor. Bro, they Yo, listen, yo, Lodge, <laughs> they Lodge, had a bull. Lodge. They had a bull with a mullet hawk, and I just he was going crazy. Yo, yo that team my Lodge is bad because his, his man Kurt Smith on NC State thirty points went to waste in that first round. Bro, he was no, no, he was he he put that team on his. He was literally carrying that team on his back. His, that's what happens when you go to a program. That's why I, 
Ugh, go ahead, bro. Go and, ahead. And can, and can we give him his props too, though? Because he, he was the only one that showed up to play that game, yo. <laughs> he like, was. He definitely was. He was on it's bad time and all the game. And, and, like, and it's this, a despite, like, despite two quick fouls he picked up early, despite, uh, I, I, I think he had, a, I think he was dealing with some type of foot or ankle injury at some point. I might be getting games mixed up. But it wasn't an easy game for him. He didn't shoot that well either, but he was he was making the timely shots. He had a good post. He had a, a crazy poster uh, in, in crunch time. It just did, really did his best. But Cretan, man, uh, Ryan Nemhard is really a, a key piece to that team was, and showed up really good in these two games. Um, Absolutely. Arthur, Arthur Kaluma, another draft prospect, has showed his versatility, shown to be a really good defender, a good finisher. And Brenner and, and Brian Callback, never heard of him before, but the big seven-footer on the squad, Again, lies. He he, 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 well, he was killing NC State, man. He was down there in the paint, posted. He was blocking shots. He was finishing touches at the rim. I mean, this created. I knew I knew they were good, but they definitely exceeded my expectations. Um, this is a well coached team. This is a well def- uh, 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 a team that defends well, and this is a team that goes out and plays basketball the right way. I re- I really enjoyed watching them play so far. Man, hey, I, I love your surprises. I love your disappointments. Definitely some that Creighton was definitely some I didn't think of. And I got to sleep on Creighton. Creighton's been phenomenal all year. I mean, they played well all year. Uh, So, man, uh, Lodge, I'm going to swing to you. NCAA is, man, it's got to be probably one of the month of craziest times in sports. Uh, Just give me your biggest surprise and disappointment so far in, in the March Madness. We haven't even got to the Elite Eight yet. So one kind of goes together in itself, and just to kind of set off March Madness the weekend with, with a big upset. Shout out to the Jersey Boys, fairly Dick Dickinson beat Purdue in the first Ooh. round. Say it again, bro. Wow. The, again, which which is crazy to make it even worse. They were the smallest team in the tournament, mind you. They were playing against Zach Ede, who's like seven foot plus. Towards that fourth to quarter me, game. Dude, that fourth quarter, bro, they shut him out in that fourth quarter, and they couldn't do and he couldn't do nothing down there. Nothing. Bro. It was snagging more than him and everything. And, and, Kyrie, Kyrie, and I will say this: I feel like that this, if there's anyone that has their future impacted more by a loss, is no one but, of course, the head coach, obviously, because four years, three consecutive disappointments in each year, and now he's on the hot seat. Now the spotlight's on him. He's got to pull up. You know what happened to Virginia. That's the only way to redeem this. You got to win a championship. Uh, it's nothing. There's nothing else for you at that point. That's the more. And even if he says it's not pressure, we all know the elephant in the room is there. You guys got upset by a team that wasn't even. They weren't even the They weren't even meant to be there. They just got well, put I, they, in there. They even, they even when they conference tournament. That's the worst part. So you really lost to a team that. So nah, they got to win a championship. That's the only way to redeem this. Lies. So yeah, going on. So that was probably like one of one that was probably like literally the, the epitome of March Madness. Like if you want to watch, show somebody a first first March Madness game. That's literally like the perfect game to watch. And to add on, Furman taking out, <laughs> this, like this is again Crazy. Furman. I never heard of him a day in my life. I still don't even know where that's located at. <laughs> it's know. just like he took it out Virginia. The fourth so it's just like what a great and, weekend you know, that, that, that that really got us stuck for Virginia's point guard kid Clark who won the two I believe they won it his freshman year back when they had DeAndre Hunter and stuff yep. one of his freshman year then they then they had the upset I think the year after when they lost to uh, UNBC yeah UNBC yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's just like they. It's just like these past couple of years just haven't been haven't been kind to them after that uh, after that championship. No, and then I will in live before you get to uh, your next segment. I do want to say, and, and one, I'm going to bring it back to Purdue again. I've said it, man. Zach, listen, if if this shows scouts that he's not ready for the NBA, then I, this definitely put the nail in the coffin in terms of his NBA career because you couldn't even guard against guys that were six five, six six, six seven. And they're not even like crazy athletes. They're like good enough athletes, but oh, absolutely. And, and, and you struggled against that. You struggled against a team that what, what's what's that a D two or D what, what's that D two or is it D one? Yeah, yeah, that's still D one, but it's barely D one. It's barely D one. So it's like a big, so so you struggled against a barely. We don't even know if it's well. It should be D one, I guess, at this point. And you guys struggled against that. I mean, I'm looking at that as a scout, and I'm saying, yep. man, this, this guy's not NBA talent. Look how he's struggling thought, against these guys. And, Colin, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to touch on Zach Eady, uh Because he had a phenomenal season. Don't get me wrong. He did. Wrong. I want to touch on his NBA. You season. look at his numbers for that game. He had a good game. But he, he had a great game. Out on the, he but he exactly. But, and that's but what God, we're going to focus on. We can't, put all the, we can't put all the focus and all the blame on Zach. He's not saying y'all are, but we can't put all the focus on him when – even though he was a part of the roster last year, they still lost to a St. Peter's team. That yeah, they, I can't say I can't say nothing. But they, oh, they, they, they big they big man last year was like six seven six eight two, and that's ridiculous. Yeah, he was getting busy. I think that was what really opened the eyes to hold on a sec. This guy might be a fraud. Yeah, and that's just, but, you know to put it you know harshly, but that's just the truth. But with Eddie, man, I I I agree with you wholeheartedly. I don't see it with him either. He's not um, he, he honestly just really, uh, if he is to make it a rotational big man, I mean, yeah, you can't teach seven four. There's going to be some things he's going to bring just simply because of his size. He's going to, he's going to eat up. He's going to get his block or two a game just for the simple fact that he's seven four. But separates him from another guy that's freakishly tall and um just imposing at the rim, like a guy like uh like uh. I'm, I'm blanking on his name, big man from the Utah Jazz, uh, Walker Walker uh, Walker Kesley. Walker Walker is mobile. He can he can track his man exactly. He was from mean. the rim and meet him. I mean, from the perimeter and meet him at the rim. Um, he he's he's better at closing out than guys at Edie. Edie just is one. He's not as mobile, and two, he doesn't impose his size as much when he gets those mismatches down low. I mean, I remember he was supposed to. I, I remember seeing Edwards do that last season when he was with uh, with Jabari back at Auburn. He get a big man down low. He wants it. He's taking it. But I, yeah, I really don't see it. I don't see Eddie being anything big time uh, in the league, rotational big at best. I mean, he still does. He have a fifth COVID year? I mean, hey, maybe. How old is he though? I think. Bro, I think. No. I think it's time. I think, like, think it's time for league right now. Ain't he? If he's twenty two, he could come back for another year. They still draft twenty three year olds. They done it before. Oh, I'm sorry, he's twenty. He's, he's only twenty right now. Oh, come back yeah. another year, young man. You're not ready. You're not ready. <laughs> Don't let no one tell you yeah. in a circle that you're ready. I don't care. Yeah, he, you got exposed. He's 21 in May. But yeah. He's oh, he's young. He's, young. He's, he's, he's just transitioning to being a, a full adult. He's still young. He got time. Just come back, man. Come back. National endorsements, all that. You're getting paid now. Uh, you, you ain't getting no first-round contract. So, I, yeah. That, but listen. Lodge, go ahead and finish what you had to say before I go on to what I got to say. So, for my surprises, I'm going to give a shout-out to a player. You know, I never really sat down and watched him. I didn't really get a chance to. I've been busy with work. 
But Indiana's Tracy Jackson Davis. Um, I was literally just talking to Reed like a week ago, like a week ago about how literally if you check like mock drafts, there's barely any true big men or like rim runners in the in the in the first round other than like Vic and like I think that's about it. Honestly, like, like, like CG Jackson or Jared Walker, if you want to consider right. them. So watching his two games this weekend, and well, one 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 was a win and one was a tough loss against Miami. In both games, he pretty much just showed who he was and like his his dominance in the paint as well as an offensive end. Um, I really like his future and like his. I think he, honestly, if I'm I'm me, if, if I'm a team that's looking for like a a late lottery or right outside the lottery rim runner, I, I would look for him. The way he's looking, bro, he's looking great. And I want to pick up on that. My, my boy, the point guard too. I was upset because he played. He didn't really play that good. Um, again, in their loss, uh, uh, Hood. I think Trevino. Yeah, I was really excited about him. I was also talking to Ray about that because he's. Mm-hmm. A, I like big point guards too. So I still feel like he'll be good coming coming out his freshman year. So, or is he is he a sophomore? Ray? No, I, I think uh, Tracy's like a senior now. He's been around for a minute. Yeah. Really? Oh, wait, are you talking about? Are you talking about Hood? Talking about Hood. Hood, Hood's a freshman. Yeah, Hood a freshman. All right. I, yeah, I, I, I remember his class. Yeah. I feel, class I still feel comfortable with him coming out freshman year, but I definitely wouldn't mind him staying another year. It's coming depending on who's coming. And I think he should honestly. I think that extra year would because who point guard wise, he would finally be able to. He would be able to demand more. You know. He would get more time and spotlight and shine, uh, right. and and I think that only benefit him because I think and next I, year's draft class is not that super crazy either. I wanted to pick up on uh, what Lodge was saying about Trey Jackson Davis and watching him in that that first monster game he had was one thing that I really noticed and that really stuck out to me that was different from him in past seasons that his ball handling on the perimeter and his pass like his passing from the perimeter as well. With something that was really non-existent his first couple of years there. I mean, he was like not to like cut you off, Not to cut you off, Reed. He sounded like a John Collin with tools. Like, hmm. I was thinking like that, like 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 a Kyle Kuzma type, you know? Like right. he, 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 yeah. Was, yeah. he was getting the he was getting not not so much from the like the offense there, which is Kyle Kuzma could shoot, shoot the lights out. But he was able he was able to grab the ball and, and push the O a little bit. They gave him the ball in the middle of that zone. He was able to make decisions, the right decisions that led to baskets for him and others. So uh, I really like that aspect of this game that's growing, and I think it's definitely boost. It's going to boost his draft stock up along with what he does in the combine. I think he, I honestly think he'll he'll boost himself up to like the late first round, like like in the in the mid twenties. Also, shout out Coach Mike Wood, next legend. I'll take, I'll, I'll take him over Mitch right now. <laughs> over Mitch Robinson, bro? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Lodge is for first hand seeing the success of you. Hey, bro, I transitioned to my segment. We're going to bring a little NBA, spring a little. No, 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 Colin, we are not talking about things right now. How's the Knicks? We're hey, getting blown out right now by the Timberwolves as we you speak. Are, you are, but <laughs> probably to that. Bro, bro, looking at the score as he as he think about it, he crazy. It was all sunshines and you know everyone was happy. What's going? And I mean, bro, it's cool. We just got Jalen Brunson back off a of foot injury. It's the end yeah. of the game. Only down I team, half you guys, listen, you guys, listen. I, I'm just impressed. Uh, you guys went on that streak, so you guys definitely have what it takes to be in the playoffs. Uh, it's just I, 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 I want to hear your surprises and disappointments, though, bro. From the from the first two rounds, we 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 we, we didn't get to you yet. 
Ah, you ain't gonna talk about the Knicks. All right, you can go do it right. Uh, let me nah, it's, it's, college, it's about college right now. <laughs> it's about college, right? Yeah, we, not we know, we 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 know your disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. Well, since you did that, might as well rock out with the disappointment, right? You want to get the bad news out, and, you know, get the good news. Uh, man, my my disappointment. It's a lot of disappointments. My bracket was busted by Purdue. Obviously, that that just hurt my soul. Oh, but, Arizona, uh, to me, man. Ah, no, Purdue. Man, I had Purdue. I, they lucky I spared them. I caught the end of that they game. Definitely, they definitely did get spared. Arizona, listen. But, no, I still say Purdue because Purdue is just supposed to win. But but my me personally, my biggest disappointment out of those two rounds is my team, my college basketball team, Kentucky University, Kentucky Wildcats. Uh. It's a lot to talk about. It's a lot to say, but really, this is Cal's next year's Cal's last chance. Honestly, uh, I don't even know where to how to put it. Uh, and and he's either got to walk away or they got to find a loophole in his contract to get him out of here. Uh, <laughs> like that's it. One or the other, right? It's, it's just no loophole. It's got because he signed some supposedly lifetime. It's not really a lifetime contract, but it's really a contract where he has so many benefits. And, Almost bro, no, so it's just give, like, bro, they might give him the big home treatment. We had that man for like seventy five years. Nah, well, I'm better be young. Well, with well, well no, 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 no. Kentucky, Walker, bro. Kentucky is different. Kentucky chased out every coach I could think of. That was, so I'm Rick Pitino's the only one that left on his own terms. But I'm yeah, pretty sure right. he probably, everyone else got chased. Even that's even the most successful ones. So besides Adolf, of course. So this is what I'm saying. This is Cal's last chance because, uh, man, um, first he, he hadn't won a tournament since 2020. Uh, he hasn't even made it past the first round. He got upset by a 15 seed. That was a big thing. I'm not going to lie. Purdue getting upset, it kind of, it hurt, but it was like, ah, okay. All right. We're not the worst. We're not the worst. Purdue just absolutely got the biggest upset of all of history. But um, Cal's definitely got to change the offense. Uh, it's it's not dribble drive. It is dribble drive, but it's no more dribble drive after this season. Like, or at least you got to switch it up and implement it here and there. Uh, is it the coaching staff? Listen, KT Turner, he's leaving. I mean, but not to cut you off, Colin, but you guys did have a very weirdly out for like like eleven, twelve games. Oh, now he's was- an, I was gonna save him for later, but now that you brought him up. So, and there's another one, man. I feel. So me personally, I think he quit. Honestly, and I, you hate to say that really? about a player. I I think he quit. I think he quit because, and then the excuse was he was only seventy five percent. Now this is what I'm saying: there were guys playing that were hurt from the previous game and were still hurt. Now I'm not saying anything. Listen, who are we to tell someone about their body? We can't do that. But I'm just saying, I seen guys push through. And I'm just like, man, if you're 75% and we're fighting, this is a March Madness tournament. This, you're fighting for a championship. Why would you not go out and play? But I think he quit because we gave that man hell. Because every time he played, uh, he played like Russell. He was like 5'9 Russell, right, uh, without the athleticism. So he would drive to the paint, kind of like Isaiah Briscoe, drive to the paint, get clogged up. <laughs> Jump shot was pretty much not extinctive. Mm-hmm. So right, but but the difference between Savir and Briscoe was Savir actually was extremely quick. Briscoe was slow footed, 
So you can just literally see him moving and just stop him. At least Javier was quick. But I think we, we gave him so much hell because every time he did play, uh, he didn't play like the point guard we had the year before. Uh, and you know, I just think the hate kind of got to him sort of a Ben Simmons type of way. He just kind of gave up on the team. Uh, they masqueraded with injury supposedly, but man, he was injured for like the last seven, eight weeks. So, yeah. so it's like we had no backup point guard. Uh, CJ Frederick might be the biggest fraud, and I hate to say that about him because his career was just, it's just injuries, man. His body, his body, his body's weak, man. It's just injuries. But wasn't he, he at like, uh, Iowa before? Yes, but he got to be the biggest fraud ever he was in my supposed life. To be nine that was the, that. yo, I feel, this is why I say he was overrated. I feel like we was overrated. Uh, man, he was a 42% three point shooter. Man, that man couldn't stay healthy to save his life. He broke a rib, broke a finger, broke a. It was an injury every time you looked at this guy, and he every. Sometimes when he played, it was kind of like five on four, because he 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 wasn't hitting shots. He's right. not a I great remember. defender. Yeah. If you watch the last tournament, man, he got beat a couple of times. He played good. He he. That was probably the only time he actually played well, but. He only hit one shot. Man, he was the biggest. If it was anyone that disappointed me the most, it's got to be him. Between him and Jacob Toppin. Oh, man, Jacob Toppin. But yo, but Jacob Toppin in your first game played a lot better against Brian. Man, Hockey. listen to me. If, if you watch that man all season, if you watch that man all season like I had, man, he's supposed to do, he's supposed to have the impact his brother did. And he's just not his brother. Uh, I realized that three games in. This guy's not him. Uh, he's man, his not brother him. not doing much for us right now, bro. Well, I mean, but his brother was more. I just feel like. He was the But that's not the point. That was this was. I'm gonna be honest with you. If you if you really watch, if you follow the team like I am, everyone's pointed to him as the leader of the even Oscar Sheway, the reigning all the awards. People would say Oscar Sheway is obviously the leader of the team, but yo, Jacob, that was supposed to be. Jacob Toppin was supposed to have that. He was supposed to be the one that carried us to the Final Four. Because we all expected him. And then when we went to the Bahamas, he played like a man that was going to break out. He averaged 17, 10 boards. He Mm -hmm. was – and I was like, yo, is this how he's going to – man, we won the championship. You heard me, Kyrie. Oh, we're going to the championship. We winning it all. We got a backup point guard out there. Uh, we got a five-star lottery. Casey Wallace, I don't have nothing to say about him. He had a couple of bad games as a as a freshman. That's fine. But he'll be a lottery pick, a top ten pick. It, I, I wanted to it's, use the it's guaranteed. Because, because you were kind of referencing to your guys' lack of point guard play with Xavier Wheeler out. But Casey oh, Wallace man. had himself a game, bro. 21 points, nine boards. He, and he literally – he put that team on his back in the second half. Unfortunately and, – and, and this is where – and then the cow. And cow's the, the, the meat, the let you know – the meat of the potatoes, you know. But honestly, man, I got to be honest with you. Um, Case is a lottery pick. He he is nothing to – if there's one player you can't complain about, it's got to be him. Honestly, he was probably the best freshman point guard we had since 2019. 2019. And that was when we had Ashton Higgins and Manuel Quigley and Maxi. So, yeah, that was like – yeah, that was the last time uh, we had a, a solid – Nice point guard, NBA level type of talent point guard. Uh, but, but we'll get that again next year. He had a couple bad games, but overall, if you watch the last game, 
uh, he played his heart out. Uh, and he was hurt. That's what people forget. He was hurt, too. That's what I'm saying. He was hurt and still made an effort to play. That's why I look at Xavier and I say, oh, he gave up on his team. And don't be surprised when you see he asked for or he transfers away. I won't be surprised. I'll be like, I expected it all along. Because somewhere he gave up around along the lines. And that's fine. And right. then we got Coach Cal. Oh man. And and one thing and one last thing I want to touch on with Kentucky, bro, is uh, uh your big man Oscar Seaway. I wanna ask you something about Oscar first. I need him to leave Oscar. I don't need him to come back. I feel like it's I feel like it's, it's but yeah. It's time I just, to I, just, I, just, I just want to touch on the numbers though. Game one, game one of the uh, the tournament, six points, twenty five rebounds. Game two, the tough loss against Kansas State, sixteen points, twenty five. I mean, I'm sorry, twenty five points, sixteen rebounds. But my, I'm but keep, this is this is what I'm saying, and that's why I'm I'm so disgusted with Coach Cal. You don't waste that type of production when you yeah. got a player when you got a player like that. You don't waste you don't waste that player. He wasted his career. That's why I want him to leave. I don't even want him to come back because he suffered enough. I don't care what no one said. We did and, that man and wrong. Seaway, without like even without any like type of offensive touch or real post move, he is such a game changer. He's such a game. You don't even understand. Such a game changer, bro. Don't get, don't even get it twisted. I honestly would love if Oscar said he would come back. Don't get it twisted. You gonna see me smile. But the problems what he would cause by coming back would be too. It would be too much. So it's like, do you want to sacrifice the roster just to get Oscar back? And he's not an NBA level talent either. He's only six eight. And, and I was going to ask you that too. Do you I was compare? I'm going to compare him to Edie because that's another big man that's expected to come into the draft. But like Lodz was saying uh, earlier, a lot of these big men are projected to go late into this draft. So do you do you expect uh, Steveway to get more looks than a guy like Edie, or do you? I do you feel like honestly like, speaking, I do. I, I do. To be honest with you. Evie, Lodge, I see, and Evie is supposed to be the one that gets more looks than Oscar Shewe, if we're really being honest. But honestly, it's Oscar Shewe because he plays with a he 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 plays a thousand percent, and he really and I really feel like Oscar can at least average seven boards even in the NBA. He just got to work on the post moves. He he has improved a little bit, but it ain't to the point where you you scared of him. Right? right, he's really relying on athleticism and brute force, and how long is that gonna last? Right. So I, mean, I feel like he can turn into some type of Jeremy Grant type of player. No, that's what I'm saying. If any, I feel like he'll he'll go undrafted, but he'll sign a two way contract, and then next thing you know, you'll hear about him latching on to the team. He'll he'll bounce around the league for a while. He'll be in the league just I because don't of his motive. He, he can't have a role like a guy like an Isaiah, like an Isaiah Stewart. That's what um, I'm saying. Detroit, like, exactly. That, come exactly. Again, get some rebounds. That's what I'm oh, saying. Because yeah. Thank you. Now you're talking my language, Kyrie, because if those guys can thrive in the NBA, then there's got to be a place for a guy. Like, and they don't even have nearly 20% of Oscar's motor. So that's what I'm saying. So he'll, sure. me personally, if who got a better chance to get into the NBA, I would say Oscar Sheewood. But, of course, you look at it logically, you say Zach, you know, and, and say he'd be the logical choice. But no, the, the, I, I, agree with, I agree with both of y'all, honestly. I tell you, if I'm a GM and I'm, like, wasting my 54th pick, right? Need, like, the big man depth to bring the trade to right. I'm going to go for Oscar, bro. Right, because it don't hurt you. Cause, and then, it, it look, don't. He really might F around and just say, wow, this guy mm-hmm. turned into something. He, he might be worth a two-way deal or something. He right, exactly. Right. This is, okay, and then we sign him on a cheap deal, and we can sign him on a cheap deal for probably up to five, six years. And then if he really evolves into something like a serviceable rotational player, 
And it's like, okay, we won. We got him at 54, 55. So, but, yeah, but let me just swing it to Cal before we go to the next topic. And we got Coach Cal. And, man, uh, Lodge, just give me your thoughts on Coach Cal. Just what do you think about him as his coaching ability? Just – just bro, I'm going to be as long as he want in Kentucky, bro. Leave him alone. He He's not. I, no, no. Kentucky's different. He, I'm, I'm going to be honest you. with you, bro. I really think y'all be drafting. I mean, not drafting, but recruiting way too many people, bro. That's the problem, too. It's like a good thing and it's a bad thing. Because that shows you. It's just too much. It's too it's many too projects. too much. Exactly. Too many things to work on. Exactly. And that's but one thing. Cal's got to fix that, bro. Because now this this ain't back in the day where it worked. This and thing, I think now it's gonna be a lot more like kind of more reasonable now because you're gonna start seeing a lot more teams start introducing the NIL. So I think that's what now everyone, out, I think exactly. they'll start kind of weaning out that their roster. You know, I mean, more. even if you think about it, that's still everyone thought that now that the NIL would be a factor that Duke and Kentucky would still would lose their recruiting. That's not the case. So we're still number one and number two. Obviously, and Duke is number one for next year too. Which I still feel like even but it's when like, things really good. Kind but of that's like why I'm saying, no, I understand. Y'all will still be top like three or five it, or whatever. It is but not that, like, but, but that's not why like y'all I not said, like putting out NBA talent yearly. Like, no, y'all putting are. somebody into the NBA. Well, like, no, but see, Kyrie. No, I love you said that because now just highlights another point before I go to Cal. This is why I say this roster was kind of overrated. Not even kind of. We was blinded by the Bahamas. And we just thought, because they played so well, thinking about it again, their competition was really inferior. But there was a national team, so that was what had us fooled. So now, this is what I'm saying. None of these guys is NBA prospects besides Casey Wallace. And I'm not to sit there and say you can't win without NBA, but you got to have some type of NBA level talent, right? And we only had Casey Wallace, who's a freshman. Jacob Toppin was supposed to be that. First round mid, he could probably jump into the lottery like his brother. He he played like crap the whole game. Sorry to say that. And he said he was doing what mental illness. And I, I hate to say that about a man, but off the court, uh, Jacob Toppin, phenomenal guy off the court, gotcha. man. I, just just read some of the stories, man. Just a great young man. But on the court, man, he was probably the. I said C.J. Frederick. He was probably the most disappointing for me because he was supposed to have that Obi top year and he did. And then we got to bring it back to Cal once again. Uh, yeah, next year is it, it, I'm in Kyrie. I mean, Lodge, you want to crack Joe's, but I'm serious. Kentucky really the athletic director here and Coach Cal, they're not even on good terms. That's why I say this is really Cal's next. This is this ain't like he's not gonna be here just BSing and just media and by you know mediocrity. He's got to leave by next year. This year he's got to be elite eight nonetheless. That's it. And even still, that's like. You know, you got the number one recruiting class. You're going to probably have two to three guys come back, factoring some transfer. You got a good enough squad to be ranked in the top five. It's really no excuse for you not competing for a title. And then Rajon Rondo was on your staff. Come on, man. It's no excuse. I'm really, I really want to say his title where he could leave. But, you know, I just don't know what the roster would look like as a now. So I'm just saying the Elite Eight, but. We got the number one recruit. We got five guys this year that this class that can all get drafted besides Lee Shepard. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to agree with your comment. 
So he's got, he's got to win. I think, I think, like kind of what you're touching on, that you guys are getting such high talent recruits in year after year after year, and it just seems like every year, um, in the postseason ends with disappointment. And I'm not even gonna lie. I feel like if Jim, if Jim had the talent that Cal had, I think Jim would probably have more than one title. Bro, no, no, I'm not gonna lie to you. No, 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 I'm that. No, that, you can't, that, even, you can't even say that, bro, 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 bro. You can't, I can't no, say that. No, no, no. I can't no, say that. No, or, hold on, no. you're the Syracuse fan. You would have switched it up educating. just a little bit, bro. We could have probably made it just a little further a couple years, bro. I'm telling you. What you yeah, mean? Like, but this, like, but this is the thing, though. Syracuse had plenty of years where we didn't have a top recruiting class, and we even played terrible, like bad, like regular season. But we went into the tournament and made it like to the Sweet Sixteen somehow. And so it's like we've kind of been ingrained. It's because of that hard nose two three, but the O is weak though. That's no, thing. no, that hard nose is always weak. Listen, always, think always. about that. We always had long, athletic, supreme talent. So now your 2-3 zone, combined with the talented forward yeah, and wings exactly. we would have, we, then you got to think we, about we, the point guard that George we had. Is not working you, guys, that zone. you guys Trevor never Cooney, had a point guard on the level of John Trevor Wall. Shout Trevor out Cooney. Never at top of that Yo, but you, but you guys never, you guys never had the point guard talent level. Now imagine you guys had a De'Aaron Fox. Or a Malik Monk. If Turk wants to stay another year, Wall. he can transfer over here. No cap. <laughs> we're, we're already getting J.J. Starlin, bro. It's cool. You guys going to get his I hope he turned out to be that point guard for y'all. And, uh, and, and Judah Mitz, he, uh, he declared he for sucks. the draft today, but he, uh, he, 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 uh, he keeping his eligibility, though. He sucks. So we might, we might have him back next year. I, 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 I love his game, bro. He sucks. But no, I wait. I love him on the squad. No, no, he's definitely tough, but I'm just for, we gotta change it to next time. But I will say this the last thing I'm gonna touch. No, you're right. I know. We got we're gonna talk about it later because the time's something. But I will say this. Yeah. Uh you got listen, if you look on a mock draft right now, all five of those guys are in the first round. Besides Reed Shepard. But I think he could do it. You you Cal you, you guys gotta understand, Cal's gotta win. And he's gotta win good to a certain amount to where we say. All right, man. You you did what you were supposed to, kind of. But he's on a short leash, whether you guys want to think so or not. He really is, man, and he knows it. So we're just gonna move on with that. So, like I said, with that being said, we move on to the next topic of the episode. And listen, we talked about the disappointments and the most surprises. So now we bring it on to. So, Sweet 16 predictions. Excuse me. Sweet 16 predictions. Man, this is crazy. Uh, Tennessee plays Kansas State. That's going to be a matchup right there. Listen, I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked for that game. You understand. I'm stoked for that game. Like, really, really bad. Um, Kyrie, you got the full schedule? Because I know, I just know off the top of my head. That Tennessee is playing Kansas State, but what's the yeah, full? I got the whole three sixteen right here. I could I could run through Perfect. it if y'all run okay. run through it. Uh, run, yeah, run. I'll give, I'll give y'all um y'all y'all pick and I'll give my last, and we'll all choose. We'll, we'll make our decision. So first up right now right. we got uh we got Alabama and San Diego State. Alabama with with Brandon Miller uh uh Javon Quinterly got a good squad. San Diego State had a good Javon. squad too. Wait, he had a good game. He had a good game last game. 
22. Can we talk about Javon Quinley? That man has transformed his college career into an actual respectable Yo, was the best thing for him, bro. Yo. It was the best thing for him. Seriously. Like, that that man turned his career around and turned himself into a draft-eligible prospect. And I can't be more happy for the guy. Shout out to Javon Quinley, man. He pushed the ball. Oddly enough, guys, he turned himself into the type of point guard where, like, and, and, and Jay Wright was the, the the head coach of Villanova today. They would love to have a guy like him. He, they would. Oh, he fits their style more now. He's he's matured so much, and he's tightening. Money like a Trey Jones type of dude. Exactly, exactly. That, and that's their type of speed, like a like a Jalen Brunson type of point guard who can get their own bucket, but is very good at getting everybody else involved and sticking to the game plan. Like, it's funny. It's, it's funny how, that, how stuff like that works. But yeah, Alabama and San Diego State, guys. Who y'all got? I got Bama. I mean, listen to me, man. Brandon Miller is playing like. If it wasn't for Victor, when when they, I, I always struggle saying his name. <laughs> but Victor, I just go just say Wemby, bro. Wemby, Victor Wemby. That's so tough too. Uh, two. If it wasn't for those two and Scott Henderson, he Brandon Miller would probably be the number one pick in the draft. Honestly, because he is, he just does it all. I mean, yo, scoring, defense, rebounding, passing is a little bit low, but that's something I'm not, for, for a guy like that, he, he, he can always work on that, right? That That's not really something that, oh, he'll never work on. He can obviously work on that. He really would have been the number one pick in the draft if it wasn't for those two be, being inside that same I feel like, like, if you see how Jabari started off his season, Pretty much until like after All Star break, I feel like that's how he's gonna end up depending on what team he goes to. Yo, I, I and I'm listen. He's he he's definitely number one. Like if it wasn't for those two, he'd definitely be number one. I don't think you you wouldn't say no to that, Kyrie. You take out Victor and Scott, he's like the prospect. You know, you you take him number one, or you got someone else in mind. I mean, yeah, kind of not. I'm gonna get this out off the off my off my chest, guys. And for for one, so so we stay on topic. I'll say I have been a winning, but I'm mm. not really that big on Brandon Miller. Ooh, what? I'm, I'm honestly not, bro. I'm really that, not that big on true. Brandon Miller. And I look at it this way: if he was in last year's draft, which I'm pretty sure he would have been eligible because mm. I think he, I think he was a year uh, removed from high school before he uh, he started playing for Bama. Right. If he was to enter last year's draft, where would he have gone? I don't see him going top five. Real, hold, wait, I had to relook at that draft. I'd, yeah, I'd have to relook at so, I, I'd have to wait. I had to relook at uh, that draft completely. Like I don't because you know I've watched some of these guys play and it's like you know they they ain't been playing super super well so. But and I'm we're thinking, and we're just basing yeah, it on no, 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 potential, no, no, no. right? Yeah, are we no, no, are we are we basing it on potential? You're not even going top ten for it. He's really not because look look at it this way, Kyle. Wait, wait, wait. Are we basing it off potential? Yeah. What are we basing? I can, I can give you the first eight. I can give you like the first nine. Eight, eight, right. nine give eight. me the first nine. I'm looking it's at it right Paolo. now. He's not better than nobody on here. It's Paolo, Chet, Jabari, Keegan, Jaden Ivey, Benedict, Shaden Sharp. Dyson. He'd be in that range. Oh, wait, 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 wait. In that Shaden and Dyson range. That's what I'm saying. Shaden, right. So he is top 10. He'd most likely be right there. 
Not, yeah, don't say barely. Right if, if, if we He's top ten. If we redraft, I'm taking Jalen Williams over him. Okay. That's a fact. Oh, oh, he's good. He, oh, I, I know. Oh, he, OKC just knows how to spot talent. That's why they're my team. They just know how to spot talent. That's but, why I say they just know. But back to the Brandon Miller thing, guys. Like, this is my thing. When I watch him play, like, all, all the times I watched him play this season, he simply just failed to, like, strike me as anything more than a, a, a high-volume shooter. And mm. I've seen, we, we've seen the clips of him where he's able to finish at the rim, but when you really get down into it and really watch him, he struggled to create his own buckets and even get himself to the rim. His handle's uh, not really there, which is mm. which kind of pisses me off because I see the Paul George comparison being thrown around with him. I was like, it, his handle's nowhere near as good as Paul George's. And even if they're not as his his he's not as smooth as getting into his own shot off the dribble as Paul George is. And I'm and I'm not really trying to com- compare him to, to superstar Paul George right now, but these are just comparisons I'm seeing. And right. defensively defensively I see the tools. He's about six nine. He has a really good wingspan. He's not a great defender though. Like I I don't see No, great, I just I, I said he's a he's a good he's, he's a good not defender. Even, not even Keegan level. not even Keegan level. And that's what I'm saying. When I'm comparing, and, and you, ask, you actually got some of my jazz. The guy that's number two, actually. And I've seen that, and I'm not taking him over Scoop. Whoever, whoever I'm, not that's crazy. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm not, not taking. I'm not taking him over. Yeah, Scoop, I'm not buddy. taking him over Scoop. Can't take over Scoop. But I'll finish off with I'll finish off with this before we get off. We get off to the next topic. I know we got to move along. But when I'm comparing him to guys in in, in last year's draft, like 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 Lash at Keegan Murray, if I'm looking at them too, I'm I'm taking Brandon's uh, season college season this year and Keegan's last year with Iowa, I'm taking Keegan. I'm looking at Brandon and Jaden Ivy, what Jaden Ivy did for Purdue. I'm I'm taking Jaden. Benedict Matthews. I like Benedict Matthews upside a lot better. No, Benedict Benedict Matthews to me is one of the most impressive rookies in size class. He, he's the one, bro. He's the he, one. He he is just Chase has got themselves to one. start. If Chase Sharp didn't go to like a potential like well when he was like supposed playoff, to be a playoff right. spot. They were supposed well, they, to be, but say if he would have went to the, the Magic or something, bro, it would have went crazy. Oh, Shaden was high. I've been watching this year thinking if, if they had Shaden start, oh, he's putting up 20 points a game. He, he literally nah, would have tried to save us. I ain't even going to cap. He, he would have saved. Bro, we would have been right Listen to me. Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. And this is what I hate to do this. I got to bring it in. This one last thing. Listen to me. In that game, everyone may want to point at Coach Cal and blame him. Granted, this might be one, as much as I. I've been so disappointed with Cal. That game, that was a game Shaden Sharp, if he was on that team, we yep. wouldn't lose. Man, mm-hmm. when you're when you're two best scorers that average twenty seven, when your two best scorers average twenty seven points a, a game, they average it so far in the season, and then they come in, Jacob Toppin only scores two points, Reeves go zero for fourteen. What what do you do? That's yeah, not even Cal's fault. That's yeah. not Cal's fault. You can't do anything. And Cal's getting them the looks. If you watch the game, they got some. Even with the tight defense, they got some of their open looks. But what are you supposed to do about that? You can't blame that on Cal. But a guy like Shaden Sharp, man, please, that wouldn't have been an issue. That's why I said I hate Shaden Sharp is too talented to me. You, you're right, Lots. He'd average twenty. He would average twenty a game right now. If he was having the same minutes like Paolo was having right now in the match. 
And it's weird to me because he's got Cam Reddish over there now. It's like, I don't know what the uh, – Cam Reddish and playing Cam, so you put Sham, so Shaden Sharp at two, Cam at the three, Dame at the one. Who and that's just the first two. Yeah, so you got to put Andy Simons at the two, and then you put Shaden Sharp at the three. Shaden Sharp is 6'6". Six, six. No, so you can slide him at the Cam. three. You starting Cam? It's, yeah, okay. play D. All right, you play. That's true. Okay. Uh, but moving on, guys, to the next method that we have here. Uh, wait, Colin, who did you have? Alabama or San Diego State? Oh, I got Alabama. Yeah. Okay, no. so we all got Alabama, and this is who they're going to play between this matchup. Um, Creighton or Princeton? Who you guys got? Creighton. I'm definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the ball screeners. I'm going with the ball screeners. I'm going with Creighton. No, 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 not Princeton. Uh, uh Creighton. I got Creighton, too. I'm not going to lie, though. I think Prince is going to give him a fight. Prince is really fun to watch, y'all. If, 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 when, we, when I was watching they past two games, bro, I'm seeing I'm watching them hitting step back threes. Threes of transition yeah, out there. All of them them down screens and ball screens, bro. Like I'm saying, they got, they got a good board. What, he got a mullet hawk. He got a mullet bullhawk, bro. They, they, they going to the, the, the eight, bro. I guarantee you. <laughs> I'm going with I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm going with Cray. I'm going. With, I, I think I, I think, I think Ryan is going Nemhard to gonna have another crazy game though. He dropped thirty last game. <laughs> I, I think he'll have another crazy game. I love each of these matchups. Like this, I can't wait for the weekend. I'm just so excited. I All love right. college basketball. FAU Tennessee. I got Tennessee it. should uh, win this, but I wouldn't be surprised. If that's you pull it, but I'm gonna lean Tennessee. Uh, I think they've been because I, I gotta go with them because they've handled themselves in this tournament, and I didn't. I had them getting bounced out the first round, uh, but they've been playing well, especially defensively. Offensively, yeah, but their defense has been so tough on opponents that you know it's yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go with Tennessee. Absolutely. What about you, Lucky as well? I got Tennessee. All right, I also got Tennessee. Kansas State, Michigan State. This is the one right here. Kansas State, Michigan State? Uh, yeah, this is going to be that. I, I, don't, I, I can't even really pick, to be honest with you. Oh, I thought Kansas State played. Oh, maybe I see. I thought I got it mixed up. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think I got it mixed up earlier, too. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the official one now. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. So, Kansas State. Whew. Man, I'm listen to me. Me, personally. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I got you. I got you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Michigan State just because mm. I think the type and it's gonna be the type of game that it is, like the hype that and the the intensity that's gonna be around it. Because Kansas State's not no pushover, bro. They got they got some guys that can. Yo, Marquis. No. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm, he I'm is a you. certified bucket getter. Did you watch him play us? Yes. I, okay. I game, bro. Okay. Game, bro. Okay. Okay. You that man hits a dagger. But listen, like, yo, I think they got some dogs too. A, uh, AJ Hogarth got uh, what's his name? Jada Akins, who's coming alive a little bit. Joey Houses been shooting the lights out. And this is what I always love about Michigan State team: they're always going to rebound and they're That's always going to defend. This and they're, and they're always even when they're not good. This and this wasn't this had to have been the best Michigan State team we see Tom Izzo coach. And he hasn't had he's haven't he hasn't had like really great teams over the past couple of years, right? But 
they're old, they're known for the same thing. They're going to move the ball well. They're going to rebound. They're going to defend, and they're going to play tough. And I think in a game like this, where it could come down to the wire, I think they're just going to have the edge. It's going to have. They're definitely going to have to have the edge in rebounding, just because of that lack of size down there. But um, I I got to get the edge in Michigan State, guys. That's fair. That's fair. I'm going with Kansas State. Uh, I'm going with Kansas. I think Kansas State wins this one. And I, I'm just going to say because the defense was – the way they handle Oscar Sheway, if you can handle Oscar Sheway, I'm pretty great confident. Job with you, him. Yeah, I think I'm pretty confident in you. At that a great point. job with him. Right. What you think, Lars? Who, who you got? I think I'm going to go with, with Kansas. Ooh, and Marquise, no, man. That, that, if they win, it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. They, they, they got a nice squad right there. I was sleeping on them a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> next, next matchup, we got Houston and Miami. Hmm. We got Marcus Sasser Jer, uh, and Jarris going up against uh, Isaiah Wong. I'm going with my – I'm going with Houston. Oh, I want oh, Jim. Bro, them people, <laughs> they are tough, bro. They are tough. Houston is tough. And they got an NBA lottery pick in Jerry's Walker. But uh, Miami, if you watch Miami, man, Miami. No, I, I did. I did watch Miami. Miami played good basketball. Yeah, Miami, Miami, that's why I'm so oh, conflicted. I'm Houston. like, uh, that defense is impeccable. <sighs> you got to pick one, Colin. Who you going? I'm going to go Miami, man. <laughs> I'm going Miami. I think Jim do, I think Jim does it. Similar nigga does it. I yeah. think he does it. I'm going uh, to go with Houston, too, and I think it's going to be because of my guy Marcus Sasser, bro. Certified bucket. Put up 22 in their last game, 5 or 9 from 3. And uh, he's playing hurt, too, but it, it honestly doesn't look like it. The way he came out, that poppy he had in the set last game against uh, against Auburn, I think he's really going to put it to him, put it on Miami, and I think Jared Walker, even though he didn't have a great scoring game, only put up like six points. He had like five blocks, nine, ten rebounds in that game as well, and uh, he has a really nice versatility to his game where he's able to plug in a lot of the gaps on on both ends of the floor. So I, I got to give the edge to Houston in this one. Um, that's going to be a game though. Can anyone? Mm. That's gonna be a tough game. It's gonna be probably I I can't even say it'll be a high scoring game. I think it'll probably be a hundred points combined, a, a little bit over, maybe a little bit under. Cause this game is gonna be. Cause I think Houston's defense is really gonna just hold them yeah, down. Definitely, and, and Houston's a well coached, well coached squad. They don't turn the ball over a lot. They don't make bad decisions, and, and Miami doesn't either. So it's definitely going to be one of those methodical uh, shoot it out type of games. Exactly. But um, next we got Xavier in Texas. Xavier in Texas. Who you guys got? I want to. Mm. Ooh, this is another one right here. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I got I got Xavier with the slight upset, the very very slight upset. I mean, yeah, Marcus Carr. I like Marcus Carr. He's a little too erratic for me. Billy listen, Adam, had a good game, but I'm, I don't know if he follows it up because Jack Nudgy over there with, with his length and his, his size, I think he, he might shut that down a little bit. Listen, if Adam Kunkka could play like he did, how he played against Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. if he could play like that, 
I'm going with Xavier. He just got to play like that. <laughs> like, got he's, like, he, he just has to play like that, right? And then the team just contributes, and, and they do their jobs like how they did last time. But it's all banked on him. He has to play like that. But, I mean, I honestly want to see Sean Miller. I, I remember Sean Miller's never made it past the Elite Eight. Or was it or just the or just the three sixteen? I think it was the elite eight. I can't remember. He was with Arizona before, wasn't wasn't he? Hmm. No, he's never been he's never been to the final four. He's never been to the final four. You know, he's never been to the final four. Damn. Okay. I don't think he'll he'll make it to the final four with this squad. You think Xavier loses this round? Or does well, you just said you had him, so you think they lose yeah, I, I got Xavier. And, and Texas mm. got some firepower too with Tyreek Hunter Texas? and them. They, they're, they're streaky. That's the thing. They're streaky. And I can, see this, I can see this very well being a game where they go out launching a bunch of threes and it just doesn't go their way. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm going Lock. with Xavier. Lock, who you got, bro? You guys, listen to you guys. You guys are swaying me to go with Xavier as well. I'll definitely be tuning into this game to see. You guys called it right. Yeah, Xavier's been tough. They they've been in, they've been another little surprise kind of the way I, I mentioned about Creighton earlier. Um, Xavier's definitely been tough so far this tournament. Next one, we got Arkansas and UConn. It's gonna be the one right here. Yeah, Arkansas. What about you, Colin? Who you got? Uh, wait. Say the matchup again. Arkansas and uh, UConn. Oh, I got Arkansas. Who's, who's inactive on Arkansas? Yeah, that's I why think I, was every, I think everybody's gonna play for Arkansas. I know Nick Smith has been uh been dealing with injury. But no, Nick Smith um, played last game, but he wasn't really uh, a factor last game. Yeah, um, he was hurt. And they, I think they they limited his minutes in the first game. Or no, it wasn't this uh. The game against Kansas, he only had 16 minutes. He was like 0 for 4. And uh, Anthony, uh, Anthony Black had a, had an injury in the middle of the game, too. But he ended up playing well uh, to end it off. But So, I, I think they're going in there healthy. All right, um, that's the case. I definitely got Arkansas. It's it, just – listen, Anthony Black and Nick Smith Jr., right? So, it's all hinged – because it's not about – it's all about guard play. In the tournament, right? It's all about Jordan Walsh. Walsh been stepping up too. He's been playing. He's right. Jordan Walsh came with some clutch defense. It was the defense that saved Arkansas. Like mm-hmm. The last, the last minute, the last minute and forty seconds, that defense was impeccable. But yeah. um, no, Jordan. But we see it there. It's not the big man because we've seen the big man lose. We've seen big man dominated and the team still lost because of the guard play. So it's all about guard play in the tournament. Having a big man that plays sexually well, that's just the icing on the cake. But it's just guard play. So I'm if Andy Black plays the defense he usually plays, and he's able to score because you know he doesn't have too much of a jump shot, but he can still get to the paint, you know, command attention and still kick it out. Uh, right. If he's able to play like that, and Nick Smith is able to, he's been always ranked at the top ten. At one point in the season, he's ranked as top three. If he could play like that this game, uh, there's no reason why Arkansas doesn't win this game. For sure, and I got to agree with you guys, too. I'm actually really high on Arkansas. I think they could take it all the way, y'all. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I think they're real. And it's just because of two guys nobody's mentioned yet. That's Ricky Council and Debo Davis, bro. Ricky Council. Ricky Council is a bucket. Clutch the free Ricky throw shooter, too. Put about 20 points a game, eight boards. He's not shooting. He's not shooting super efficient, but what I've been liking about him and Debo Davis, too, because he's putting up about 20 points a game himself. 
He had 25 in that upset win against Kansas. But all the, most of their shots have been super timely and super clutch. They just come at the right moments. They come in moments where Nick Smith was having trouble, uh, trouble creating or Jordan Walsh wouldn't be able to really create. Uh, Anthony Black wouldn't really be able to create. And those guys would just get the ball and make something happen. I remember Debo had had a nice little tip in um, on a on a uh, on a on a crucial shot mid- midway through the second half that was, uh, gave them a really big come. I think put them up by like twelve. And um, another thing that really interested me when I uh, watching them play was when their big man Makai Mitchell did come in and plug in uh, the hole and played in was this big side down low. Kansas had a hard time scoring and they had a hard time um, with Dewan Harris getting into the bucket. Grady Dick couldn't get anything open. And um, that just goes to say, though, they're just so suffocating defensively on each, like, on all angles. Like, whether you want to talk about guards, their wings, their bigs when, uh, when the Mitchell uh, twin comes in, they're just so they're just so solid. And I want to give a huge shout-out to Jordan Walsh, too, who's uh, – I've been a big fan of since he was in high school. Um, he, he doesn't – his numbers don't, like, jump off the board, but there's a reason he's going to be – in my opinion, uh, just outside the lottery, maybe fringe lottery. Yo, yo, I can't wait. And, and it's because and it's because he's the ultimate glue guy, y'all. He, he he's not a, he's only shooting about twenty eight percent from three this season, but he plays within himself. He knows what he can and can't do. He's a very very underrated passer. He might not lead to assists all the time, but they're great skip passes and hockey assists. That, that hockey assists, yeah, that's you know the right turns, bro. You always know the right turns. He's a he's a super active defender. He, he can guard the one through four, and he he's just a he's just a force on both ends. And I really like what he does for this Arkansas team. So I, I think. Just, uh, no, go ahead, go ahead. Ricky counsels me. Is he on any mock drafts? I think he's an NBA I think, prospect. I, 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 been, I, been, I definitely been seeing Ricky Council on mock drafts. Um, right, I think, I think like he's the, an NBA like, prospect. The late twenties, in my opinion, though, I think I think he got some lottery talent too, bro. So okay, so it's not just me. It's not just me. Yeah, okay. no, 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 no. I think he's got some lottery talent too. He's a big body. He's got he, a nice high six, jump six? shot. Yeah, his jump yeah. shot is just clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got to be an awesome. He can goodness. create. Ooh, he creates space so oh, well. Oh, and he's athletic. You see some of the dunks he be slamming there, Lodge. Mm-hmm. Lodge. You don't think he he's he's a lottery type talent, Lodge or no? I do. I just feel like there's, there's, like I said, it's just a lot of it's guard heavy this year. Like, it, is, it, 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 it is guard heavy. That's why That's I said Casey Casey Wallace might not even be a top ten, but he should be. But he'll probably be honest. All those guys that are like projected like late lottery or like right outside, they better go to the combine. Yeah. No, I don't think Casey. I don't think anybody. Casey doesn't. I don't think anybody outside the top three. Anybody outside the top three, like they should go in. Honestly. I mean, I mean, no, I don't think so because this draft class outside that top three, like you just said, is pretty weak. It's not it's super, super strong. Saying, for that, well, that, that's why you should go because you can easily move up. Like a person like, again, Tracy Jackson Davis, he's still productive low, right outside of it or late first round. A person like him going to the, to, yeah, to the combine, he'll be a lottery pick easily. Again, even dude. like the freshman though, like like Keontae George is a guy I like. I want to see some more from. I love. I'm I really. I'm really a big fan of Grady Dick, but I want to see some more from him. Amari Bailey, like I, he was. He was in a, in a lot of mock drafts. Disrespected, he's, 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 but he's, he's, he's disrespected. 
I think in all honesty, I think he should come back for another year just because. Uh, I don't think it'll hurt him at all. Yeah, it won't hurt him. Um, and then he'll have more of a league role, right? So that'll benefit in him. And obviously, he seems like a hard working work ethic's never been an issue, never been reported about it. So I'm pretty sure he'll take the necessary steps to, you know, be the guy, you know, he's got to be if he wants to get to the NBA. So, you sure. know, definitely. But, yeah, a lot of these guys are going to have to, like Lyle said, go into that combine and then really show who they are or that they can they can fit another role outside of what we were showing in college. Because, yeah, this, this class, compared to, like, the last couple of classes that we've covered as, as, a, as a group, is, is outside of Wimby and Scoot, like like Carl said, the top two is, is really left me wanting to see more. It has really left me kind of uneasy about a lot of prospects. So, uh We'll see. We were supposed to talk tonight about the uh, about some risers and uh, fallers in, in the draft, but uh, we'll talk about that next episode when we cover the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. But I'm gonna get to this last uh, this last matchup, guys, and it's gonna be a great one. We got Gonzaga going against LSU. You remember that big game a few years ago when Jalen Suggs and uh, me, yep, playing against uh, Johnny Juzang and them boys. Lodge said he's got UCLA, UCLA already. Why though, Lodge? Tell me, tell me what you think about UCLA going against uh, Gonzaga right now. Well, one, seeing Gonzaga's last game, I honestly felt like it was literally Drew Timmy or die, and, and their <laughs> guard play honestly Drew to me, was, how was their guard play is always. I, I, I didn't get to catch it. I was Julian Strauss that game. I didn't. I caught. He he was kind of not. I, I didn't catch the first half, but from what I seen in the second half. It wasn't really nothing crazy, uh, to me at least. But yeah. I, I do feel like their guard play is always – usually they're always disciplined and make the right plays, but I just feel like they, they lose. They don't have that kind of Gonzaga tenacity. Have, yeah, they, don't, they don't really have a tenacity. Outside of Jalen Suggs, they really didn't really have a, like a like a uber, like aggressive point guard to take over. Yeah, exactly. They, they don't have a star point guard. That's exactly what like they like UCLA, they have a lot of guards and like swingmen they can kind of give you. And and it's just going to be too much. I feel like now I do feel like Dude Timmy's still going to have a great game. I just feel like him alone. I don't think it's going to be enough. And then Gonzaga to me always chokes when it's the biggest time when he like they they've had the talent of talents, just mm-hmm. like just and and they still never got the job done. So for me personally, I look at the track record and then like I said, UCLA just plays efficient, smart basketball. And the defense is on point. Everyone one to five plays defense if you watch that team. And the offense is yeah, I'm I'm going with UCLA and I just yeah, track record doesn't impress me. So not I'm going with UCLA's been playing without the, one of the top freshmen in Jerry McClark who who's been pretty good this season. He's just, yeah, I think he recently tore his ACL not too long ago. I think the ACL. Yeah. I mean this this I forgot exactly what it was, but prayers up for him, you know. Hopefully he'll be back. I honestly was leaning towards – I was going back and forth, but I was leaning a little towards Gonzaga uh, coming into tonight's show, guys. Right. But um, I, th- I think you guys definitely convinced me, and I kind of had to convince myself. Like, I, I definitely <laughs> think UCLA is going to take this. And a lot of it hit the nail on the head with the guard play. With a guy like Tiger Campbell who makes such good plays and is so good at setting other guys up. Sure and then is. you have the two – Exactly. And, and uh, Hami – Yeah, Ante- they're going to be busy. You know, I mentioned about Jordan Walker. He's like the ultimate glue guy too. I mean, you he know, rebounds, he defends. Jamie, he's man, Jamie's just phenomenal. He's another yeah. NBA prospect too. They got him in like 
early second rounds, late first rounds. You know, he's definitely one of those guys. He's got he's got ill potential too, because he just screams like pro to me. Like his type, like his game style, like he's great like, as a backup point guard. He'd be a nice backup point guard. Big, big enough you can slot him between the one and two. Uh, mm-hmm. good enough scorer to where he's not a liability offensively. Uh, but he's just a great passer. Just makes smart reads, man, and he just plays great, good enough defense. So, uh, yeah. So this last thing on UCLA before we get ready to wrap it up here, I wanted to talk more about Amari Bailey because uh. He was a high, he was a highly touted prospect coming out of Sierra Canyon. Um, teams with guys like B.J. Boston, uh, Bronny James, and uh, he, we, we, I feel like we've been like just seeing him and, and been hearing him talk talked about for years now. And he gets to UCLA and he's having a solid season. I'm I'm trying to bring pull his numbers up now, get them in a sec for you guys. But he's had a he's uh he's been having a solid season, and. Uh, I personally still had him on my boards, but he's been left off of a lot of ones that we like to read. And uh, I just love to hear your guys' opinions as to why or why do you think he, he might be dropping some mock drafts? Hmm. I think Amar Bailey, I, I think I feel like one, well, like you said before, it's a lot of guards in his draft. Um, that's really plays a factor. And I don't think Amar Bailey is better than Scott Henderson. He's not better than Casey Wallace. He's not better than Nick Smith. He's not better than Anthony Black. Well, I, so, I, I get that dollar, but those are lottery talents. He, I mean, he's not even projected to get drafted second round. But that's why I say he's a, because he didn't. He, well, he didn't get enough as much minutes as most of those other guys did because he was playing against Jamie. So you know, he just wasn't. And he wasn't big enough true. to play the three, right? That's so true. that plays a factor. So I, that's why I said him coming back. Those two graduate. I don't know unless Tiger has a COVID. I think he's using his COVID year. I'm not sure. But I think those two are the – especially Jamie. Jamie's done because he's, like, NBA projected. So he, he just got to leave. There's just no point after he loses. I mean, wins. I said after he loses. That's crazy. Um, uh, after, <laughs> you know, that's crazy. Um, so basically, no. Uh, yeah, I just feel like he needs to come back another year and then – and there's no excuse. Like, you got to take over sophomore year. The, the spotlight's on you. You got the minutes now. Uh, you've worked on your game, you know. Yeah, if he plays well next year, then he should be seeing himself in the first round. If he plays extremely well, he's seen himself in lottery conversations because he's still young. Well, he just turned 19, so what, he'll be 20 next year. He's still young. Yeah. So, yeah. For sure. What do you think, Claude? I still feel like he should be in the second round at least. Nah. I, 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 because yeah, he's, he's just, he just hasn't had, a, it's, it's not even, not, it's not about talent or anything. It's just, he just hadn't had enough shine, right? They, they, the scouts aren't going to go off that tape. They're not, well, he ain't, he hasn't, you know, he just yeah, hasn't had enough. Again, the whole point of you going to the combine, bro. I, I think it's better for him anyway because he's not losing anything out money wise. If this was before the NIL, I would say go ahead. Bro, go. he went to CKC, okay, bro, he's not broke, bro. UCL, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't, the NBA is not the money factor, right? It's not in a situation. So he doesn't need to go with Rush NBA. Let me throw his numbers out there for some context, though. Like, he's putting up 11 points, he's putting up 11 points a game, um, four rebounds, about two dimes. Almost 50% from the field, which I like as a freshman coming in overall from the field. 50%. 
Thirty-six percent from three, only on two attempts though. I definitely two attempts is low. If he was to come up, if he was to come out another year, that that'd definitely shoot up. More. That'd be up to four or five. Then he's fine. About seventy percent from the free throw line. I mean, these are these are solid. These like, are old. Free. These are open. Those like, aren't when, but, but when you put it in that context, Colin, like you put it in, he's coming so in. There's going to be hell of I mean, people in the second round that have way less, way less better looking stats than him. I'm telling you. But it's it's but I feel like he should come back next year and he'll absolutely dominate. I feel like he'll be one of those guards you talk about. He'll be one of those. He'll be talk, listen. He's just got to come back another year. I think it benefits him on because what does he gain going to the NBA now? He doesn't gain anything. No, go. But it's just it, the fact that the way that people are looking at him right now, they they don't even see him draftable, and I think that's out of pocket. No, of course. That's that's what, well. Those are a lot of the casuals, right? Because let's be honest, not too many people really. Well, not to say not too many people, because college basketball is a worldwide, you know. But it's a lot of casual, right? It's a lot of casuals in the the basketball world. So, you know, a, a lot of people that just watch highlights, like they don't. Really that's watch what the I was game. exactly. They just watch the highlights, and they don't. They Kyrie always knows what I want to say. Always. But no, yeah, yeah, I think Amari next year. But that's what I'm saying. Next year will be the chance to show all those people that's looking at him crazy. Like that's why he needs to come back another year. It, it just benefits from coming back, unless he, you know, the only thing you worry about is he come back and he suffers some kind of injury. Now that's a ah, uh, you know. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Anything else, Kyrie? No, that was all, bro. That was my, that was oh, that topic. was it? Oh, okay. Got gotcha. it. If, if, if we had the time, I'd definitely love to do a last topic, but if not, we, we could definitely save it for, uh, for next episode. Well, this is the rocket out for the next episode. This is a pretty dope episode of this, and that concludes episode 98 of the Restricted Zone Podcast. I want to give a shout-out. Everyone want to give a shout-out to these guys, man. Kyrie, thanks for coming back. We love you. Can't wait to keep this going, man. We're going to be going on strong. Likewise, Lodge, appreciate you even more, man. Can't wait to keep this. This is really uh, turning out to be one of the best podcasts. Uh, I've been predicting this for our show, and hopefully the fans enjoy this as much as we enjoyed recording this, and hopefully they think the same way. So you can check us out on Instagram at Pie. You can also follow us individually on Instagram. Uh, each of our descriptions to the link to our Instagram will be underneath. So you can definitely click on it, give us a follow, you know, hit us in the DMs and tell us what topics you may want us to talk about. We'll definitely try our best to do it. You can also follow us on all streaming platforms. And best of all, it's free. Don't got to pay a dime. Free 99. So Apple, Spotify, Anchor, YouTube will surely be up soon. YouTube will surely be coming up soon. Just be on the lookout for that. Uh, For our 100th episode, will be the episode we'll be dropping on YouTube. It'll be technically our first. So just be on the lookout for that. So we will be on YouTube. So that way everyone will be able to tune into us more. Uh, even if you don't follow, you, some people may not want to tune in to Spotify or Apple and pay for stuff. And that's completely understandable. And to make it more, you know, accessible for everyone to tune into our podcast, YouTube is obviously the best platform. So be on the lookout for that. So appreciate you guys. Thankful for you guys. Have a great day. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy this episode as much as we enjoy this episode. Thank you.